0: Oh wait, hang on. I uh want to do something. I'm going to share my screen and I'm going to find how do you find it?
1: Oh, wait, hang on, shit. That ain't, that ain't what I want to do. I mean, that's what I want to do, but I got to get rid of it. I, I got to get rid of, the of it coming soon, huh?
0: I have all the time in the world. Okay.
2: JC has the boys, so we're good.
1: Who has the boys?
2: JC, the nanny.
1: Okay, I don't know her, but.
0: I can't live without her. Yeah. it's like not
2: wonder where i get it from huh and i said i wonder where i get it from
0: where you get what
2: all the cursing oh
0: Yeah, probably so. But I like it.
2: Little Travis told me it was not necessary as much as I do it. And I told him that I would be the judge of that.
1: Do I say again?
2: Little Travis was like, the amount that you curse is not necessary for communication. And I was like, I'll be the judge of that.
0: You've like, <laughs> not Don't you have necessary. some more to go do? There's some facts to go learn. No, oh, that's not what I want, son of a bitch. Hang on. There we
1: are. And what was your song?
0: I picked
2: Thunderstruck, but I had no idea what to pick.
1: That's fine. Thunderstruck's good. Works. <laughs> so I'll have that playing into here. And it'll be just this. And um, and then we'll eventually pay to me and me and you. So kind of act like you're getting ready and stuff. And Nick. and I'll, I'll pick it up in just a second. All right. Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Strategic, strategic Business Advisor Podcast. Um, today, we have a great guest, uh, Nicole Baco. She is an IRA specialist with uh, Quest Financial out of Houston, Texas. Um, in full disclosure, I just want everybody to know, Nicole is my daughter. She's my oldest. I'm very proud of her. And she has really uh, have an interest, interesting way of doing retirement plans, uh, at Quest, they they allow for a lot of different assets that you can't get in a normal uh, retirement plan. So if you're looking for something outside of, you know, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, that kind of stuff uh, in your IRA, or your qualified retirement plan, Quest is somebody you might want to talk to. I'm not giving anybody investment advice. That's not what I do. This is just a, a different, uh, different way to look at your retirement plan. If you like real estate, you like cattle, you like whatever, I'll let Nicole uh, talk about all that. And rather than mess up her intro, I'm going to welcome Nicole to the podcast. Hi, baby. Hi, Dad. Welcome to the, Welcome to the podcast.
2: Thanks for having me on.
1: Of course. Uh, I, I think what you do is um, going to be appealing to a fair number of people because, you know, I've run across a lot of business owners, you know, why can't I put this in my IRA, you know, at Merrill Lynch or wherever, because they don't they don't hold real estate in the IRA. They don't allow for they cattle or some of the other... More exotic things that, uh, that y'all hold in, uh, in your IRAs there. So, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little about, about Quest, about what you do, um, about some of the ideas, some of the things you've seen um, that really appeal to people.
2: Sure. So Quest is a self-directed IRA custodian out of Texas. We are the largest out of Texas. We have about 20,000 clients across the country. Uh, So no matter where you're joining us from, we we can help you. We operate in all 50 states. Uh, We are out of Houston. Uh, We do have uh, offices in Dallas and Austin as well. Um, We act as the custodian and we help you facilitate the transaction. Um, Self-directed is honestly a completely made up word. It's a marketing term. Uh, It just means that you're in complete control of the account. Uh, It really is. It's a marketing term. There's no legal difference between a self-directed IRA and a regular IRA that you would have at a Fidelity, a Charles Schwab, a TD Ameritrade. Um, Here at Quest, we do have an open architecture platform where you can invest in private assets. So we don't hold anything publicly traded on an exchange. So we don't hold any stocks, bonds, mutual funds, anything like that. Our clients actually find their own investments and they do, invest in real estate in all shapes and sizes, um, cryptocurrency, oil and gas investments, uh, mineral rights, royalties, um, leases, the land itself, um, private companies, private stocks, indications. We have clients, uh, one with racehorse firm, cattle, uh, crowdfunding, um, really just kind of Did you
1: say say crowdfunding? I did. How, How can you put crowdfunding in your IRA?
2: So it's really investing in a private company is what you're doing. So mm-hmm. most of the crowdfunding companies, you know, fund through an LLC, an LP, some sort of private entity. So really the, uh, the IRA is funding into a private entity. So you're just, you're, you're funding into a private entity.
1: So, um, so tell me how that works. You put a private entity inside your IRA and then you try and get some crowdfunding for it?
2: Sure. So typically the crowdfunding LLC is already set up. So typically it's like ABC LLC is crowdfunding for, yeah, you know, so-and-so nonprofit. And it's like, well, I want to be a part of that. I would like to help raise money for autism or, you know, kind of whatever they're raising money for. And they already have the structure already set up. So it's just like, well, I would like to invest, you know, X dollars out of my IRA and they don't really care where the money's coming from. They would just want, you know, the money. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, a lot of them are set up to where um, they are for an investment vehicle. They, they do have like a subscription agreement, an operating agreement, letting them know kind of how those returns work. But of course, we encourage all of our investors to read, make sure they're doing their due diligence, that they understand the investment and all the returns go back into the IRA.
1: Mm. Interesting. So, <clears throat> I mean, it's just something you would just... Do y'all take IRAs from other places and roll them over and then exchange the assets? Or do you have them just move over the account with cash?
2: You have to move over with cash. We don't hold anything publicly traded, so we can't bring thing, anything over in-kind that is publicly traded. But if you do have a self-directed IRA that has an existing you know, rental house or private entity uh, or notes or anything that exists in it already, we can bring over those in-kind
0: assets.
1: Um, okay, so, so let's just say you know how well here, here's the other thing is if can you like start an IRA and put in the you know especially over 55 to get, catch up provisions what is it 6,000 a year 7,000 a year now
2: so with the traditional and a Roth it's 6,000 a year with a $1,000 catch-up contribution at 50 and absolutely the contribution limits are just the same uh here requests as they would be at you know any other custodian the contribution limits are the same
1: right so <clears throat> but I mean could Do y'all take brand new IRAs and let people put a little bit of money like that? And then
0: they
1: find whatever assets they want to put in there.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And we absolutely have people that start with contributions and that start small. Um, You know, there's several investment strategies that we've seen people use, you know, grow these because everybody's like, well, you know, if I only start with $6,000, you know, I can't buy a house with $6,000. So, you know, that's just not for me. But there's so many other things that you can do. Um, There's strategies like partnering. You can partner with your own IRAs. Like if you have a Roth and a traditional, you can partner with your spouse, partner with friends. Um, We've seen like 13 to 20 people um, partner for one investment. We've had note, you know, promissory notes where they're lending out money and the you know the lenders are this long. Um but it works. And so you know for whatever percentage you're putting in is the same percentage you're going to get out. So let's just say it's four so, people.
1: Okay. This is this is new to me. So you can like get together with other people you know or you can combine your Roth with your regular IRA if you have both or you can actually set them up. Mm-hmm. Right. And Let's just say you wanted to buy everybody wanted to buy a, some property. Some like a rental estate, house, yeah. A rental house. And everybody puts in there whatever and everybody puts in an equal amount of dollars or for whatever percentage they're supposed to put in. They put in that many dollars, the house gets bought. So each each IRA has an undivided interest in the house.
2: Correct, and um, that's so just you how you title. You have to you have
1: to set up a trust for that, or something, or no, nope. you know, just a whole the bunch IRA of individual and full
2: title to it. Uh, and we can handle the record keeping. Um, so we can send out like one single wire. So let's just say it's two IRAs for, you know, easy math. But you can do it with up to as many as you. As you'd like, really. So let's just say it's 50 50. So, you know, you got 50% of your traditional IRA, 50% of your Roth IRA, and you buy a $100,000 rental house. So, you know, $50,000 from here, 50000 from here. Now, those percentages just have to stay the same for the life of the asset. So, any expense that incurs for the rental house, you have to have the walls painted and it's $1,000. $500 will come from your Roth and $500 will come from your traditional to pay for that expense. And the same goes for the return. So let's say you're getting $1,000 a month in rental income. $500 will go to your traditional. $500 will go to your Roth. And then, of course, when you sell the whole house, let's say you made a $50,000 uh, return on that house. So now you sold it for one fifty. dollars half of that will go to the traditional, half of that will go to the Roth. And it's a great way for either building small accounts. Um, So we have an educational savings account um, for children's education, but the contribution limit is only $2,000 per year per child. It's really hard to grow something like that. Um, So parents will partner their children's accounts with their larger balances to kind of help grow that.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, So who who keeps up with the accounting of all that?
0: we do so oh, we all do it
1: yeah so so y'all we, would actually see that the checks get split when the, when the rent check comes in y'all cash it somehow and put it into the different accounts
2: we do we do so our we we use frost bank um for our custodial bank to hold all the funds and um when they would purchase the house it would be titled we would have the vesting so i would say you know carry Carrie Prejean's IRA, 25%. Nicole Prejean's IRA, 25%, you know, and what have you. So we know when we see a rental check and it's attached to an asset ID is kind of how we know. Um, So when the rental check comes in and it says for, you know, such and such asset ID or when the renter goes to the portal and just pays the rent, it's attached to an asset ID. When the funds come in, we know, okay, split this four ways and this is how it's split. So that's how we keep track of it.
1: So... Well, I mean, so in this scenario, can the renter pay you with a check or they have they to pay can, online?
2: They can pay with a check um, and they can pay it to just, you know, Quest Trust Company. Um, and then when we get it, you know, our accounts receivable team will same thing. They'll just divide it. It just uh-huh. needs to be paid, of course, to Quest yeah, so, and not to the uh, account holder as they're a disqualified person.
1: Right. So, so what I'm seeing here, what I'm thinking is some possibilities, especially, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of successful businessmen, they're friends with other successful businessmen. And this would be a way to like take their retirement money, they could put it together if they want to go buy some piece of property or a company, whatever, they could pool their resources with retirement accounts so that have send requests first with just cash in them. Um, and then they could go buy whatever it is they're interested in, a business or... That's and it would all be... Accounted for, and that none of this, no, not one partner keeping the books and kind of shading things his or her way, and everything's legit, everything's copacetic. <clears throat> Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's, I think it would be a great way to, take, especially take some of the, uh, what have I seen, some of the emotion out of people being partners in a business or in a piece of real estate that somebody's not happy with the way things are being run. This way, it's all, you know, uh, so do y'all actually manage the property?
2: We don't. We act as the custodian and we facilitate the transaction. So we act as a completely neutral party. We don't, do any advice or whatsoever we do give plenty of education of course you know to let the client make the best decision with them you know for themselves um you know we absolutely make sure or you know recommend they work with a cpa a financial planner an attorney um you know to help them with those you know due diligence so uh we don't manage the property welcome to have property managers we have plenty of clients that do that and that works that works just fine
1: yeah so Having a property manager would probably be a good way to, especially if it was big enough property. Say you had an apartment complex, you would want a property rather than the owners. All the different owners run around trying to get tenants and fix things and.
2: Yeah, probably in that situation, a property a property manager would probably make the most yeah. sense. Well, but especially again, if you have
1: a bunch of have a bunch of business owners, none of those guys be wanting to go down there and. No. You
2: know,
1: Another the thing they later. can do
2: is um another popular investment we see people do is act as the bank. So they're really they're just lending their funds out of the IRA and the way they're making wait, money
1: wait. is So you have people who have IRAs and they make loans to other people with the IRA.
2: Yes. Wow. I mean not to another disqualified person of course but a lot of the loans they're making are to fund other people's real estate deals. I mean people loan other people money for all kinds of reasons, but I would say that's probably, you know, the most popular reason. And since you're structuring this loan with just one other person, I've seen it structured so many different ways. Um, You know, like I'll give you $10,000, you know, to redo the cabinets and let me see how it looks and uh, you know, it has to meet X, Y, Z standard, and then I'll give you, you know, the other, you know, what have you, or, um, you know, you have to have the loan has to be active for at least six months, you know, so the person that lends out the money is getting their returns for at least six months, mm-hmm. no interest only, uh, you're going to pay the attorney fees, you know, one front and the point in the front point in the back, you know, there's just so many different ways of seeing these promissory notes structured. So
1: mm-hmm. the borrow
2: and the lender, of course, we recommend, you know, create the promissory note in attorney's office. So everybody's, you know, interests are um, protected, Uh, we will make sure that it's not uh, blatantly prohibited, you know, that you're not loaning money to yourself or to a disqualified person um, and that you're not going above or below, uh, like really, really low. Like if you're loaning money to someone for like 1%, it's like, well, kind of why... You know, why are you doing that? And then if you're not going above that use rate in the state, like Texas's <laughs> usury rate is 18%. So, you know, if you're trying to charge somebody 22 percent like, well, that's an illegal rate in this state. Right. So we like we make sure that the um the supporting documents are in the name of the IRA so it gets titled correctly and that it's not blatantly prohibited, but it's not our role to say this is a good investment, this is a bad investment. You know, if we've seen um, you know, a five hundred thousand dollar unsecured note and it's like uh, I wouldn't do that, but, you know, you know, the, well,
1: can, can you, if you say loan money on real estate, can you, can you have a mortgage inside the, the IRA? Yeah, but, and it can
2: absolutely be secured. So, you know, so if it's secured by real estate, we would need like the deed of trust, um, you know, with quest as the lien holder. And then, yeah, they have the option to foreclose, you know, if they don't pay them back.
1: Hmm. Do you see any of the, any of your clients invest in things like startups,
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Lots
1: of startups. I, I was just thinking that for startups, that would be a, that would be a funding source that's kind of untapped, but again, how do you, how would the startups get in front of the people that had the money in the IRAs?
2: So we have in-person and online um, networking events and socials. Um, Mondays is our uh, in-person events for, uh, excuse me, the first Tuesday is Houston, second Tuesday is our Dallas office, and third Tuesday is our uh, Austin office events. It's always an educational piece, networking, we have vendors, catered, drinks, food, and after the educational piece, it's open for deal pitching. Um, So people can just get up and say, you know, like, hey, this is, I'm looking for money for this um, or, hey, I have this piece of real estate to sell um, or, hey, I have a, a private note fund that I'm looking for investors for or what have you. We also have um, a national networking um, virtual uh, networking call on the fourth Wednesday of every month. That I typically host that event, um, and everybody gets a minute on camera to kind of say why they're there. Everybody from like, "Hey, I'm brand new. I have no what I no idea what I'm doing," to like, um, "Hey, I just found this new resource for mining hydrogen, uh, looking for investors." Um, everybody gets you know a minute on camera to kind of say why they're there, and then they put their information in the chat box. Um, so by the end of the happy hour, the networking happy hour, you kind of you know have about 40 new contacts and their contact information. Um, I do a very mini IT lesson during it, uh, letting you know how to save the chat box. If it doesn't work out, I can email the chat box to you, so you have all those new contacts. Um, So we do have resources for our clients in Texas and, of course, um, across the country uh, to be able to access other, you know, self-directed investors and, you know, hear about what they're doing. And we also teach two new classes a week, Tuesdays and Saturdays at noon, new topic on self-directed IRAs, whether it be due diligence, a new investment opportunity, a new guest speaker. Um, So there's always education and learning more about what you can do in the self-directed IRA.
1: So you actually actually put investors in terms of IRA holders in touch with potential investments that are, as you say, non-traditional. So you could have some startup come in and do their pitch deck?
2: Absolutely. And we're always looking for, um, you know, new speakers for those webinars. So we'd love for people to come speak, you know, of course, not just tell us about their deal, but an educational, you know, website about their industry, whether maybe it's a self-storage or commercial, real estate or oil and gas or you know what
1: right. have you yeah i may have a few for you then some really right. interesting some really interesting startups i mean some medical tech uh some of it's technology some of it's one of them is a, is the uh an electric car but a cheap version that you use just for local commuting and uh, other one is a, a it's a concept for anyway we'll, we'll talk about it later but awesome. uh, yeah some interesting some interesting concepts i'm running across um so um if I remember right you and I had a conversation one time you said you can actually borrow money to buy real estate to put in your IRA how is that doing You
0: can
2: um, sure. So there's the only type of loan an IRA can have is what's called a non-recourse loan. And there are some financial institutions, um, of course, we know a bunch in Texas, but they are across the country that give these special loans to IRAs. And it just means if you don't pay the lender back, the only recourse they have is to take the asset that they gave you the loan for, not any other assets in your IRA and not you personally. Um, so I'd be happy to um, you know share some of those, uh, those so vendors the- if there's a way to share that.
1: Do you all provide the lending sources or people? We can
2: share. uh, Since we're a completely neutral third party, we're happy to send out, you know, like a list of financial institutions that give these loans. And of course, we encourage people to do their own due diligence and call, you know, they're all different um, on how they work and what their rates are and whatnot.
1: Mm -hmm. So in Louisiana, that's called an in-rem loan, uh, non-recourse where you're not personally liable. I can't come after you personally if, if the loan is defaulted. But you say they, they can they can repossess the asset. What happens to your IRA in, in the event that the, the the asset is repossessed? Nothing. I mean there's no tax consequence.
2: Um now if you end up having to like um sell the asset out of the IRA or you know, distribute the asset out of the IRA, you know, before 59 and a half, out of a traditional IRA, something like that that can lead to a tax consequence, but just having not paying back a loan and having like the, that's not a tax
1: Okay, Okay, yeah, that wouldn't be a taxable event because nothing's leaving the account, right?
2: But like if you then got a loan and then you had to like, you know, distribute an asset at 40 out of a traditional IRA, well, yeah, you're going to pay 10% penalty for early withdrawal and then, you know, if it's a $100,000 asset, that's going to be
1: Well, if you have a if you buy an asset in your IRA, but you use a loan to buy to pay for it, how do you pay the loan? You pay the loan from you personally to the lender, or do you pay it through your IRA? Outside the IRA, it has to be out of the IRA. Mm -hmm. So you have to you actually you have to be able to put some money in the IRA to make the note from the IRA.
2: Yeah, I don't think they do any with just like no, you know, an empty IRA. They all cuz it's an asset-based loan, but I do think they they look at what's inside of your IRA. So it doesn't work like a down payment, but it's absolutely a consideration of, you know, what is your cash balance in your IRA or what else is in your IRA. And how
1: much can you put in, right? Right. Like what
2: so, is your skin in the
1: game? So you you'd be limited in terms of your monthly debt service. you don't unless you have a lot of cash in there. And uh, if you had a lot of cash, why would you want to borrow money to buy it? Yeah, I you guess. You don't want to different. use your own. You yeah, know, yeah. some
2: people just don't want to use their own.
1: Yeah. Okay. Interesting. If that would I mean the possibilities are seemingly endless. There's all kinds of things you can do. So people actually, why would you put cattle in your IRA?
2: um, maybe that's just what they knew about, you know, some people just invest in what they know. And if they know about cattle, it's like, you know, I don't really know about real estate. I don't really know about the stock market, but, you know, like I know cattle. So, you know, I know a good price, a bad price. I don't know anything about cattle, but you know, maybe that's the asset that that person knows about. So. That, so, that's okay. So let's
1: just say you put whatever a hundred head of XYZ breed of cattle in your, in your IRA. Who pays for like the feed, the vet bills, all that kind of stuff?
2: The IRA would. The IRA pays for all of the expenses for whatever assets inside of it.
1: So you could have like a. Wow.
2: And I'm not exactly how that one is structured. I don't have the client.
1: That'd be pretty exotic. I have 100 cattle. I have a herd of cattle in my IRA.
2: Yeah. um, (laughs) When people have horses, people have cattle. So, I mean, that might be the asset that they know about. That's one thing about the self-directed IRAs is like invest in what you know. Like if I don't know about the stock market, but I know real estate, you know, yeah. like I know um, oil
1: and gas, I know whatever. Right. I know you know, my
2: husband very knowledgeable in oil and gas. Yeah. So
1: stock
2: market, no. Oil right. and gas, that's a you know, that's what he understands. So right.
1: Wow. Okay, so <clears throat> I'm I'm just trying to think of all the different scenarios, and there's a lot of them.
2: There, there are uh, a lot of them.
1: what is what is the most predominant asset you'll see in your in your accounts
2: probably private entities honestly more than really? is people investing in um private companies multi uh, multi family syndications are pretty popular um just just private companies whether it's um an, and what are you saying private, private
1: companies you saying llcs are you talking LLCs. about limited, limited partnerships no
2: llcs i would say by far are the, the most common
1: okay so oh, yeah, so LLCs and they invest in all kinds of stuff. Or are they well, being in real estate? No?
2: I would say most of them are probably a- attached to real estate in some way. Like the, you know, multifamily syndications, that's an apartment complex. Um, yeah, I would say a lot of them are related to real estate, but there's, there's certainly, uh, or they're investing, yeah, self-storage is real estate um assisted living what
1: was that what kind of real estate
2: self-storage
1: oh wow yeah those things those things supposed to be cash machines
2: that that's kind of popular mobile home parks that's real estate assisted living real estate retirement homes that's real estate um so a lot of stuff is real estate related if not directly real estate. Right. But a lot of it people I will say that I've noticed more and more people want to invest passively. Um, you know, through like a private fund, like there's private, you know, REITs, the real estate investment trust that people invest in. Um I, I have noticed that there's more passive investments than the more like rentals and fix and flips and things like that.
0: Mm. Mm maybe
2: especially in texas since we had that bad freeze and that was such a nightmare for everybody yeah what's that i said people want their mailbox money
1: <laughs> yeah okay so we've been talking about what you can put in these iras and i know that y'all in particular it's not that that's you can't put stocks, bonds, mutual funds, all that kind of stuff in an IRA. Y'all just don't handle those kinds, right? We
2: don't have the platform, right. yeah We just we're and very specialized in the in the. Are price there any
1: are there any other types of assets that you can't? What what can't you put into your IRAs at Quest?
2: The IRS will not let us put um, life insurance contracts, which makes sense. You're kind of betting on someone's death, so I get that. And the other one is collectibles. So, like rugs, cars, stamps, wine collections, art, um, some coins, some gems, anything with kind of a, su- a subjective value um, is is usually a no um, that you can't do. And of course, there's you know disqualified people and prohibited transactions.
1: Mm. So, so but, but if I remember right, you said in another conversation y'all don't do precious metals there at quest
2: we do not you that is an asset that you can put in an ira a self-directed ira um we do not do that because it requires to self vault um for irs regulations and we we don't do that anymore it just got really expensive um for doing it the exact right way and we just we stopped doing
1: it right so quest in particular doesn't doesn't hold precious metal IRAs. And there are other places you can go to for that, if that's, if that's what Absolutely. you're saying. But I, I don't know, I just, I, I think it, it, this quest would be an avenue for, especially with entrepreneurs who don't like to follow the the crowd. They don't like follow the herd. Um, you know, Maybe they don't know much about the stock market. They don't really wanna know much about the stock market, but they know about real estate. And a lot of entrepreneurs I know love real estate. They love real estate deals. They love to buy, speculate on raw land. Uh, buy apartment complexes, rental houses, uh, strip centers, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that kind of stuff, because it, it's a cash generator. And the big thing for them is there's some tax write offs if they own it outright, um, but it's the appreciation value in the end that makes it very, very attractive. You know, you buy, especially uh, raw land, undeveloped land, you buy it mm-hmm. for whatever, 10,000 an acre, you don't, you, you know, you pay the property taxes, to keep it mowed, whatever, and 20, 30 years from now, because of its location, instead of 10,000 an acre, it's now worth 100,000 or 200,000 an acre. And if you could keep those kinds of gains inside of an IRA and not pay the capital gains tax, the, the only downside, I would think, is as you begin to withdraw the money, you're going to pay ordinary income tax on all of it rather than you can't, you can't go back and get capital gains tax. But you would have saved the time value of money. Instead of the taxes coming out in one big chunk, it, it sits in there and it can grow and grow and grow so when you even though you're paying ordinary income tax on the trawls, you sort of have a much bigger pie to draw from so to speak the other
2: option is to do a roth conversion and have everything grow in a roth ira and then you know five years 59 and a half everything comes out tax-free uh,
1: you are smart girl <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that that definitely be a way to do it but put it into a to ira do a roth conversion pay the tax on on the low value let it grow to whatever take it all out tax-free yeah okay so i've I've seen even more possibilities that you know people who really don't like the stock market don't trust the stock market um don't understand the stock market but they understand other assets like real estate like oil and gas like even cattle Mm -hmm. um or they even want to put some money into maybe they have a close friend who has some business that's so some new startup, and they have a lot of confidence in the concept, they have confidence in the people, that put some money in the startup, be a way to do it. The other thing I like, too, is really where you can network and pull at retirement account assets together to buy uh, a, a bigger asset than maybe you could buy on your own, but you can you can buy a piece of it with people who you're friends with
2: exactly yeah. and then you know who you're doing business with and you have a lot more control over the asset
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's wow so yeah, we're all
2: about a tax-free retirement
1: right <clears throat> so do y'all uh how do you get the word out at quest
2: so uh our two classes a week uh our webinars is one way um uh the IRA specialist, I'm an IRA specialist, the other, I and the other ones, um, we travel around the country to different conferences and real estate investment associations or Um, uh, We go to local events here in Houston, um, other just uh, real estate events across the country. We do our, um, the monthly national networking uh, meeting is one we have our big, um, annual Quest Expo coming up in September. Um, it's two days of all education and networking. Um, Emmett Smith is our um celebrity guest this year.
1: Um, really? He was a football player.
2: I was about to say he was yeah. a football player, <laughs> right? He
1: was the Dallas Cowboys, I remember. Yes, he was, yes. It was, Emmett it was Smith. good, he was very good.
2: That's what I hear. I guess baseball first. And of course, I was wrong because I'm not a sports person. So uh, Emmett Smith is coming this semester, uh, semester, September to our Quest Expo. Um, So that's another really big event that we do um, that we have. I think we're 40 guest speakers now um, from across the country. Uh, That come in and talk about all sort of alternative investments, due diligence, tax advice, tax planning, you know, if CPAs, attorneys, you know, the supporting people that come in um, as well as the investment. So um, all kinds of different ways is kind of how we get that podcasts, um, uh, social media um you know we're on facebook our youtube channel is huge every webinar we've ever done is on our youtube channel under the video section um so you can go on there we have playlists set up for specific things like beginners we have a section for solo 401k for roth iras for real estate investments so um
1: okay now quest y'all don't just do iras right
2: it's just IRAs, but we don't just do personal IRAs. So we do have the traditional and the Roth for personal IRAs. We do have three for um, employers. So for people that are self-employed, we have the SEP IRA, um, which right. is employer S- contributions. defined S- S- S-
1: employee pension plan. So. Yep.
2: I have the simple IRA um, mm-hmm. for employees and employer contributions. And then we also offer a solo 401k. Oh, um, really? We do.
1: So do you have an entrepreneur that's making good money? They want to put the money into a into a solo 401k. They can come to y'all and rock and roll, huh?
2: Yes. And I happen to be on the solo 401k team. So let me know. I'm I'm happy to help you
0: open a solo. Well, 401K. I
1: mean, even, even the simple uh, you know, let's just say you had a group of uh a small group of doctors, attorneys, engineers, something, you know, professionals mm-hmm. that make good money and they like to invest in things together. They could maybe start a simple plan, put that money into the simple plan together and as they build up funds, buy assets together.
2: And you can have an employer plan and an individual plan. Um, so you can actually contribute to both if you're really looking to maximize your retirement contribution. And
1: how much of it is deductible? Always. It depends
2: on your income and it depends if it's pre-tax or after-tax funds.
1: Well, yeah, after-tax funds, yeah, okay. So you have a SEP plan, you have a simple plan, you have a solo 401k in addition to IRAs.
2: Mm -hmm. And we also have a health savings account if you're on a high deductible health plan. We do. So so Um, we
1: have a health savings account and people put real estate in the health savings account?
2: Yes, you can invest it just like all your other (laughs) IRAs and you can partner your health savings account with all of your other accounts. Um, And you can use it like a health savings account and have tax-free distributions for your uh, qualified medical expenses and wow. we have the coverdell uh education savings account
1: yeah but, but what now
2: the coverdell education savings oh, account.
1: Oh, oh, oh okay yeah yeah wow so y'all have all kinds of stuff i mean you don't have the you don't have the traditional 401k
2: we don't have a group 401k we only have the solo 401k the okay. group employer plans
1: would be the SEP and the simple. Yeah. I, and I would think, but most especially on the smaller employer, you know, you don't have, if you have less than, say, I don't know, whatever it is, 100 employees, maybe less than 200 employees, the simple plan would be much easier. Um, I mean, you have the, what, three out of five years, say, Farber mashing and mm-hmm. uh, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the, the 401k is a little bit more complex and have tighter, uh, annual filing requirements for 5500 and you got to do your top-heavy testing and all that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, so we don't do that one, but we do have the solo 401k. Um,
1: yeah, that, that, yeah, I think that would make...
2: So with the solo 401k and the way our document works, you can elect to have like Roth deferrals go in the solo 401k, after-tax deferrals um, or after-tax contributions go in the solo 401k. Um, so if you're familiar with the mega-backdoor Roth, um, you could use that strategy um, with our document and a Roth IRA um, to max out that. Um, so yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of different possibilities here.
1: Wow. Yeah, no, it sounds like, I mean, there's all kinds of different ways to things you can do with this in terms of you want to borrow money to buy real estate, if you want to lend money out of your IRA, if you want to invest in startups, you want to buy real estate, buy exotic assets, although not collectibles. Right. Uh, and y'all don't do, uh, precious metals. Uh, yeah. Wow. Okay, good. Yeah, so, so when, um, that's great. When is the next, uh, if somebody wanted to get into one of your webinars or, you know, when you regularly schedule, don't y'all do like a, a happy hour or something?
2: Yeah. So, um, our next, uh, free class is actually tomorrow and it's CE for CPAs from 1130 to one. Everything's free. Um, You just go to QuestTrustCompany.com under events and register for it. Um, uh, Saturday at noon, every Tuesday and Saturday at noon as a new webinar. You can just go to our website, register for it. We'll send you the Zoom link to, uh, you know, to join us. uh, And we'd love to have you.
1: What about about, uh, people who are looking at establishing accounts? Do you have webinars for them?
2: Uh, You can call me or email me directly. I'm happy to help you open an account. Um, Well,
1: they want to learn more first.
2: Oh, absolutely. You can go to our YouTube channel. Um, They're under the playlist section. It's called um, self-directed IRAs for beginners playlist. Um, And the first one is what is a self-directed IRA? I think the video is less than three minutes. And then it just kind of goes progressively um, and it, it really does a great job of explaining like what it is, kind of how it works. What's the difference between a traditional and a Roth IRA? What's mm-hmm. the contribution limit? Like kind of all those basic questions. Um, so I, I would think our YouTube channel is a great place to start. Our website's a great place to start. We have an amazing uh, education tab there. Um, Sarah in our marketing department does a phenomenal blog for all kind of um. Uh, special situations, uh, really interesting things. So I highly recommend you read the blog as well. But we have tons of videos, articles. Um, Quincy is our CEO. He uh, is a founder of our company and an attorney. He has some really interesting articles um, up there as well.
1: Wow. Okay. So yeah, it's a lot of resources. I'll make sure we have uh, links to all that in the comments below the, the video uh, the, when uh, after I've edited it and I put it on. I'll put it on Rumble and BitChute and other places. And I'll, of course, send you a a link if you want to put it on your social media. Maybe you want to put it on your company website uh, because we kind of talk the gamut here, you know? So if people want to get in touch with you, how do they get in touch with you?
2: Um, The best way in touch with me is probably email. Um, It's nicole.baco at questtrust.com. And we'll make sure to have that available for you.
1: Yeah, but I'll, again, I'll make sure that's that's down in the comment section. People can hyperlink it. Super. Well listen, it's been very informative. Uh, I learned a whole lot um listening to you talk about what's what's possible. And I just so I'm gonna keep it in the back of my mind for when I'm talking to business owners that you know, wish I was a way to whatever, put this in the I have all this retirement money, have IRA money, 401k money, and I can't I wish I could use it for XYZ real estate. You can't yes
2: you can yes, i'm happy
1: you to can. help you. yeah yeah really that, that a lot a of, lot of gears going a lot of turning right now
2: good um, thank, i'm so glad to hear that
1: yeah um so thank you for your time and your your knowledge your wisdom here uh you know, i'm sure you i would think you might get some calls out of this uh
2: hopefully yeah probably so thanks so much for having me on dad i appreciate
1: it sure sweetheart well listen have a have a great evening have a great week um i'll be in touch soon and uh, right. thanks again for being on the podcast.
2: Thanks for having me. I love you. Send my love to Karen and Colleen,
1: okay? Okay, sweetie. I love you too. All, all
2: right. right. Bye, Bye-bye. daddy.
1: Okay, don't don't sign off yet. No, okay. anyway, that was, that was really great. I, I mean, I kind of had an idea of some of what you were talking about, but I had no idea that it was that. Like you, like you can take all these different people, get them together, and they all pony up money to go buy something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that y'all pitched, you know, you let people come in and pitch deals? Wow. We just
2: started that again. I'm so glad that we did. Huh. That we let people come up like, after the education part and be like, hey, this is this is what I'm doing. Does anybody want to do this with me? Does anybody?
1: So do you let startups come in and do their pitch deck or whatever?
2: Yeah. In the same way we let anybody else do it.
1: Okay. Because I have like four or five people that, would, that are looking for money. And yeah. uh, you know they they don't need it all at once, but they you know uh, like I one, one guy I think he needs like hundred thousand or two hundred thousand, you know. So We'd you'd have to get, get that
0: form from huh? one person.
1: You're if not gonna get that form person, one but person, but you could get a group of people who might be interested, you know. And especially sure. if you have you know you have a couple of people who might be interested, and you don't. Maybe that's all you have, you know. You have like a couple people willing to give you a couple, you know, ten thousand each. But they might know other people, their friends, they can get them to come set up accounts for you. Or maybe they're not even on the, the thing that night, but they have an account with you already. So get they get their friends together and say, yeah, we'll we'll do this. But when they so when they come to the pitch deck, they have to they have to have what they're asking for and what they're willing to give for it.
2: They're just really coming and give whatever information. I mean, you would think when somebody's coming to pitch a deal that they have all the information with them um i haven't been to one of those in a long time to see like what it looks like right now um but it's really them just really coming to the front of the room and be like hey um i am what, a, what,
1: wait, is, this, is this like everything in person or is this on zoom
2: so we have the meeting that's on the fourth wednesday of the month that's on zoom
1: right. and
2: and we have people that come to our in-person meetings and they can do it there too so either
1: so okay the fourth, the fourth, what of the month? Wednesday. Fourth and Wednesday. that's the event
2: that I host.
1: That's the event you host.
2: Yeah, and so for that minute, it's just like, hey, um, you know, I'm, I have a startup company and we do ABC. I'm looking for $100,000. Um, we're gonna do, we're a financial company, blah, blah, blah. blah. Uh, my name's John Smith. I'll put my information in the chat box. Uh, would love to connect
1: but just yeah. get
2: like you know two three key points about what are they going to do in this company you know what have you
1: right okay so yeah i'll i'll uh, contact these folks and see if they're interested in, in appearing when you do yeah
2: and you can give them my information i'll i'll talk to them about what the happy hour looks like and
1: do you charge them a fee or anything like that
0: no, no, yeah. It doesn't
1: real- cost them a dime.
0: Yeah, come and thing,
1: and there's people with money watching this stuff. Yes. Okay. Cool. Excellent, my love. Excellent. Um, yeah. Let me get this thing edited. I will probably have it out, and I I have kind of a backlog, but I should be able to get to it in a couple three weeks at most. In fact, cool. i I'm gonna give you a cut in line.
0: <laughs> awesome. I
1: appreciate so, that. Uh, yeah, and i and I'm, I'll I'll do the whole thing right mm-hmm. and we'll have a uh, thunderstruck coming in and going out
0: and what cool. i'll also
1: look for is look for little clips like 30 second to one minute clips that i can take out of there and make little commercials if you want
2: that would be awesome the company's looking for those
1: yeah yeah that okay. would be awesome so i'll do that
0: thanks dad
1: all right baby i love you i love you too all
0: right Bye-bye. bye. bye